0: You're listening to the American Journal. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris, filling in once again for the very honorable Harrison Smith. And we have a great broadcast for you today. Make sure you guys smash that like button, share the live free feed, let your friends know to tune in right now to this broadcast. Today, we're going to be covering a lot of great information. But before we do, we got to remind you guys that you guys are part of this war too. And how you can help us depends on where you are in your life. A lot of people out there, the only way they can help is by sharing, commenting, helping us beat those evil algorithms on social media. But I'm telling you, there's another way you can contribute, but also help your health and help you get into this information war. If you're not healthy, if you're not fit, if you're not working on ways to improve your personal life, then you're going to be no good to this information war in the future if you're on your deathbed. There's many ways you can do that, but one of the best ways you can do that and fund the information wars going down to InfoWars store and checking out our new products, including Nitric Boost. Which over there, you're going to find out that Nitric Boost is going to help you with your circulation, it's going to make your blood flow easier, going to combat things like erectile dysfunction, lower blood pressure. It has many benefits. It's going to help you clear out those cobwebs in your brain. Not only that, if you take it along with other supplements we have in the store, like Brain Force phenomenal supplement. One that I love to use is Top Brain by Dr. Jones Naturals right here. I just popped some right before the show started. And I like Top Brain because it maybe doesn't give me the jitters like uh, some of the other neurotropics out there. But this product here works great. I also do the brain force from time to time. But essentially, if you want to grease up that brain and get it ready to plant healthy ideas in the fertile garden of your mind, there's no better way than picking up some nitric boost, which is 40% off right now. Pick up some brain force. And I highly recommend this top brain as well, stress-free nootropic from uh, Dr. Jones Naturals. It's phenomenal. Uh, As well as you can get information on there, books to give to your friends. There's no better gift out there than The Great Awakening or The Great Reset by Alex Jones. Make sure you guys pick up a copy of that book. And I believe they still have signed copies available with AJ's very own signature. And you can't beat that. Pretty cool. I got a copy right here in front of me as well. If you guys aren't feeding your brain and reading the book the old-fashioned way, maybe do Audible. It's always good to have a tangible book because when the internet goes down, all you're going to have is paper, right? So it's interesting to see how you can affect this information war. And I got to ask you guys, what are you planning on doing today to spread the information of liberty and freedom? What are you doing to start and combat this war to recruit individuals with real news, with real stories and real information? Today's broadcast, we're going to deep dive into the January 6th debacle. About a million people were at the Capitol on January 6th. I was one of them covering the event. And as a protest reporter, I've covered over 200 rallies and protests over the last 10 years, been involved in some of the most notorious cases in America, including the Kenosha unrest with Kyle Rittenhouse, being subpoenaed and having to take the witness stand. I covered the George Floyd protests in Minneapolis while protesters burnt down the third precinct and shot bullet holes into it the size of matzo balls and drove around in crotch rockets blowing up buildings. I sat there in Kenosha while police and protesters shot cherry bombs at the law enforcement and law enforcement shot rubber bullets. and flash bang grenades over at protesters and back and forth. The war zone, When you, where you, if you call the police in Kenosha, no one was coming for you. We'll be talking and diving into all this when we come back. You're listening to the American Journal. I'm Kristan T. Harris, your host.
1: Two words. Nitric Boost. Ladies and gentlemen, this product, without us even promoting it, has become one of our top three because people get it and it blows them away. The health, the energy, the immune system, the bedroom department. What it does with the vasodilation alone, not to mention the immune system, exercise performance, you name it, is incredible. And the product is now back in stock at Infowarstore.com for 40% off. Secure your bottle now of Nitric Boost at Infowarstore.com. And it funds the Infowar, which is an added bonus. Nitric Boost, Nitric Boost, 40% off. In stock, ready to ship, Infowarstore.com, Nitric Boost. Thank you all for your support, and you need this product. It's Friday, February
2: 2nd, in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Kristan Harris.
0: You can find out more about me at therundownlive.com. Find me on Spotify. Find me on iHeartRadio, therundownlive.com. You can find me on Twitter, Christon T. Harris. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-N. T is in Thomas and Harrison. I know that they've been sharing my tweets on InfoWars Twitter. Make sure you guys find, follow, and share as well. But uh, where we were going in the first segment, we're talking about my history and covering protests. I've covered a lot of protests. I'm very experienced in covering protests. And I was there on January 6th, covering that event as well on December 12th, uh, when four people were stabbed and uh, there was a clash between Proud Boys and Antifa. And the reason why I'm bringing all this up about a deep dive on January 6th, there's a lot of inconsistency surrounding the January 6th situation.
3: The reason being is I had a gut instinct
0: from the get-go that something was going to be off on January 6th. That is because I was tipped off on January 30, uh, excuse me, December 31st of 2020 on an episode of The Rundown Live. I was doing my broadcast as normal when I got a show tip in the inbox and it fit in exactly with exactly what I was talking about coming up. And that was on January 6th, there was going to be a Stop the City Steel rally at the Capitol building. In this link, which we're gonna show on the screen right now, was a Airtable page. And that Airtable page was developed and put up by Antifa and top BLM activists on December 31st to identify top conservative influencers top Proud Boys
3: and activists. And oddly enough, there was a little button there to report their whereabouts.
0: And I started to think. The first thing I thought is they wanted to know what hotel the Proud Boys were staying at. They wanted to know where some of these other nationalists or independent people were staying at or influencers or conservatives.
3: And... It hit me after January 6th that the reason they
0: wanted you to re- report where these individuals were being seen was number one, that most likely BLM and Antifa were there in plain clothes, but they were reporting real time locations of top
3: influencers, top activists, so that they could be filmed or photographed, or encouraged to commit violence.
0: On this list was everybody from basic small activists that I've never heard of, to people like Enrique Tario and Joe Biggs. Meaning that the whole time there, these activists could be dressed in plain clothes, filming these individuals, And about 200 of these images that were on this website, this Airtable website, which was pulled
3: after January 6th, ended up on the FBI website.
0: I want you to let that sink in. Majority of these individuals ended up on the FBI website as wanting more information. How could that be that there's such a correlation between Antifa and BLM Airtable website where it said, identify these individuals, tip us off where they're
3: at, and the FBI website of who they're looking for to go after? Well, after January 6th, there was an organization There's an article out there titled
0: Sedition Hunters, FBI Capital Attack Manhunt Online, Sluice Research and Turn in Protesters That Were There on January 6th. Now, to me, I'm sitting here thinking, well, Sedition Hunters, who who makes up this organization? Well, surprise, surprise. The sedition hunters are primarily made up of far-left activists, Antifa activists, keyboard activists, who are going through thousands of hours of videos to turn in their adversarial organizations to the FBI so that they could then be rounded up and put in jail. It's like a playbook straight out of Bolshevik communist Russia. Antifa, BLM, using the feds to go after their political enemies to put them in jail, to the answer to Antifa. As you see, Antifa brought about the Proud Boys as a reaction. And they didn't know what to do after December 12th. I can tell you, when I was covering that event, there was over 4,000 Proud Boys marching around D.C., chanting at 10:8 p.m., F. Antifa. And they were facing off like gangs of New York style and alleys of D.C. Somewhere along the line, somebody suggested we needed to identify these people and potentially put them in jail because they were scaring the opposition, I guarantee you somewhere that happened. Because that website is living proof that they identified top influencers who are attending these rallies and that they wanted to go after them and they wanted people to report their whereabouts on January 6th. And why is that important? And why are the sedition hunters important? Well, in this article, it says that the sedition hunters get their directive and and learn their tactics from an organization known as Bellingcat and you're like well why is that even remotely important well just recently in gray zone Bellingcat was identified as a western intelligence front That's right, they're a contractor for our very own government and the United Nations. Let that sink in. If that doesn't smell like an intelligence operation, then I don't know what to tell you guys out there. I'm not saying that I know exactly what happened on January 6th, but I'm just saying that it's fairly interesting that you have an intelligence front, Bell and Cat, giving Antifa members and sedition hunters directive on how to identify right wing extremists and put their adversaries to jail, building websites prior to January 6th to identify these right wing uh, activists. And then, like magically, they all appear, or many of them appear, on the FBI's wanted list on their website.
3: If that's a coincidence, that's a hell of a coincidence. Then we start to look at how these things work.
0: In an old New York Times article from 2012,
3: one that I've read many times, terrorist plots helped along by the FBI,
0: It details how the FBI will identify individuals who may in their normal life never commit a crime, may never commit a terrorist attack, but they attempt to recruit these individuals. They build relationships with them. They say, well, maybe for Muslims, they'll say Allah. Wants you to blow up this building. We'll provide the explosives. We'll leave your children with hundreds of thousands of dollars if you go ahead and do this act for our religion. The individual may be hesitant, may not want to do it, but over much time, the relationships build between the FBI operative and these documents. And there's times when they load them up in a truck with fake explosives, and when they hit the button, nothing happens. And they arrest them.
3: And they're like, we prevented a terrorist attack. But did you?
0: Would this individual be inspired to do this at all if it didn't take years of coercion? And they may not have been interested in doing it at all. Not only that, in these same FBI reports, a lot of these individuals, they didn't want to. They said, no, we don't want to do this. We don't want to hurt anyone. And the FBI didn't leave them alone. They instilled more pressure and doubled down on trying to get them to commit an act of terrorism. Maybe they wanted, didn't want to die in a suicide bombing. Maybe they didn't want to hurt anyone. They said, well, don't worry. We'll give your kids money. They're taking care of. You got to do this. You got to do this. And they would peer pressure them to the point of no return, and sometimes these individuals would then press the button and then be arrested. It's legal, but is it legitimate? The way that these agencies are predatory, another great example is the Governor Whitmer kidnapping case. The minute that came out, I said it smelled like a Fed operation and I have the recordings to prove it on the rundown live, your forecast in the future. And I'm here telling you right now that January 6th has the same dirty stench. The inconsistencies of what is coming out of the major government organizations and what they're saying versus what we're getting on video and what we're learning are
3: two completely opposite things. Situations. And the governor Whitmer kidnapping. The FBI
0: intel was there. The the agents were coarse, and many of them were just FBI assets trying to encourage other people to do horrible things like kidnapping a governor. Like you wouldn't get that. Like that, that smells like a Fed operation. Now, January 6th. We're learning interesting things about the person that
3: identified the pipe bomb. It's interesting to think about
0: what's going on. If you guys can go ahead, play clip one of Thomas Massey
2: discussing this very scenario. You recently met with Capitol Police. Correct. Today. Today. And what did you learn in that meeting? I
4: learned that uh, Backpack Guy, January 6th Backpack Guy, not to be confused with January 5th Backpack Person, uh, Backpack Guy was a uh, non uniform, you know, plain clothes police officer in, in, you know, in the employ of the Capitol Hill Police
2: the the person who found the pipe bomb, the person who, D'Antuano, who was leading the investigation, say, oh, yeah, and the person who found it, it'd be Investigation 101 that they would be a suspect initially, until ruled out. You're saying that person was an undercover, plainclothes Capitol Police officer, and the Capitol Police confirmed that to you today?
4: They confirmed that to me today, yes.
2: Uh, uh, Which, so, by the way, it, What does it that makes, mean to you? Well.
4: It it heightens some of my concerns and and, uh, reduces some of the other concerns, okay? One of of the concerns that's heightened was, you know, trying to give the, the Secret Service and the Metro Police Department the benefit of the doubt when they took four minutes, you know, they finished their lunch before they went and dealt with this pipe bomb. I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt and think that, well, if it's just some random passerby and he said, hey, there's something shiny over there, could be a lawn sprinkler, you know, not sure, maybe want to check it out. But that's not what it was. It was it was a person who was, you know, they say, again, when I relate this to you, I'm relating what the Capitol Police have told me. They say it was a Capitol Police officer who found this bomb and that um, he told them it was a bomb he, and he radioed it in, said, We've, we've got the device, we found another device. Remember, here's the other just amazing timing, is that the first pipe bomb, the one at the Capitol Hill Club, now they call it the RNC pipe bomb, but they really should be calling it the Capitol Hill pipe bomb. I mean, the, the two buildings are next
2: to each other, but it was like... The ha- Capitol Hill Club, which is an entity where Republican members of Congress socialize and fundraise. Right. right. Um,
4: the reason I'm making that distinction is that Darren uh, Beatty, who's done amazing work on this. OK, he's the guy who's said, hey, you should be asking some of these questions. And I said, you know what? You're right. I will be asking those questions. He points out that the RNC-DNC narrative was, was made up after the fact. You know, it was really the Capitol Hill Club DNC narrative that they should be talking about. But it. If it just sounds a lot better that oh, we knew to go look at the DNC once we found one at the RNC. Interesting. Well, if you thought somebody was going to blow up the RNC, and they yeah. don't they hate Republicans. Why would they also want to blow up? Anyways, so um, you know they come down. F- this this plainclothes police officer who had been in the vicinity of that when they had just found that the timing is remarkable because it found oh it was found five minutes before the breach of the bicycle racks. Uh, near, at the perimeter of the Capitol. Just a miraculous timing that, you know, would have provided exactly the right timing to distract. After sitting in an alley for 17 hours, you know, by, found by somebody who says she was going to go do her laundry, okay, then within, you know, they respond to that, uh, they secure the area, and 15 minutes later they find this other bomb, like what miraculous
2: timing. Well, I, de- I definitely don't believe that the Capitol Police would purposefully go and set a bomb anywhere that could potentially blow up and do anyone harm. I, I-, I am not there that they would do something no. like that. However, you seem to point out in questioning with the ATF director that this wasn't an operational bomb that was going to blow up and hurt anybody. Remember that? Right. The, the um, assistant director in
4: charge, he went on TV and, and said these were operable bombs and, you know, offered a reward, put out a message that they played on TV. And so in the beginning of my transcribed interview with him, he still maintained that they were operable well, bombs. Well, hold
2: on. We're going to get the ATF director's take on that. Questioning from Congressman Massey. Take a listen.
4: Also, I see that you're cooperating with the FBI. The ATF is on the January 6th pipe bomb investigation. What can you tell us about how that's going um, uh, obviously, that's a significant matter. It is an ongoing criminal investigation, and so I'm not going to comment on an ongoing criminal investigation. Were, were those pipe bombs operable? Again, I mean, again, The ATF is the expert. Again, it's an ongoing criminal investigation, and under long-standing policy, I cannot comment. And we've just had a whole committee for two years that investigated ongoing investigation, so I'm not accepting that answer from you. Uh, we need to know these things. Do you know how the pipe bomb was discovered at the DNC? We've been told how it was discovered at the RNC, and, it, and according to a press release from the FBI, you're working with them on this investigation. Respectfully, um, I understand your disagreement, but I cannot comment because it is an ongoing criminal investigation. I think it's an ongoing <laughs> cover-up. <laughs> so, so helpful. It's their policy not to comment on ongoing cover-ups. Yeah, but, it seems like it. So here's what I've come to know since that okay. interview, too. Uh, you know, you chase some leads. I believe, b- based on um, discussions with police, with FBI, and with former ATF who now works for Capitol Police, that it, the bombs went to Quantico uh, for inspection, not to the ATF. Now he could have just told me that in the hearing. Oh,
2: right? interesting.
4: He could have said, "Well, we didn't. We didn't look at the fragments after we blew these things up. It was actually FBI at Quantico looked at them." But he didn't. He wouldn't even tell me that. So he either doesn't know it or just is so stuck on it, like a broken record on it's our
2: longstanding policy not to comment. So we're in this meeting last night, and one of our Republican colleagues turns to you as you're explaining how long it's been that this has been an open investigation, these videos that show the strange behavior of a person we now know was a plainclothes Capitol Police officer. And one of our Republican colleagues kept pressing you and saying, but Thomas, why would they do this? Why would anyone try to um, plant these phony fake devices in order to create confusion that day and you know we we don't know the answer to that question in all honesty do you have a working theory yeah well um, again I don't know who did it but
4: I can tell you a consequence of this because this is buried in the back of the January 6th committee report that uh, there was a call to bring more bike racks to the Capitol. they had hundreds of them loaded up ready To bring to the Capitol to reinforce the Capitol. And it turns out those never made it because this DNC pipe bomb was discovered and they set up a perimeter and blocked them
2: from coming. So So if there was a booby trap intended to um, have people commit a technical violation of federal criminal law with no intent to break the law, uh, that was facilitated perhaps by the Very interestingly timed discovery of these two devices. Yeah, whether
4: there was intent or not, the the result of this, according to the January 6th committee, was that uh, it made it easier to breach the Capitol because the reinforcements couldn't be brought to the Capitol.
0: I want you guys to think about that for a moment, but before we dive into that, Thomas Massey's comments. The idea that an off-duty law enforcement officer couldn't recognize a dummy pipe bomb, which may be just the same type of dummy pipe bomb law enforcement uses in their drills to learn how to properly identify a real pipe bomb. And normally they have them labeled and was not able to go and say, that's a fake pipe bomb. This looks like a law enforcement issued dummy pipe bomb. And then let everyone know that it was a real pipe bomb. That makes me... Just a little curious. Was this dummy pipe bomb a government-issued one used in training for law enforcement? Hmm. And why is it that an off-duty law enforcement officer identified it? It wasn't like, you know, the local landscaper or the person trimming the hedges saw and was like, oh, that could be a water sprinkler or what the heck is that? Is that a thermos for a drink or whatever it might be? No, they identified immediately as a dangerous pipe bomb when any law enforcement officer who is trained to identify such would be able to identify that was a non-operational dummy pipe bomb. Now we need to ask, why is it they can identify all these extremists or activists or influencers that are outside the Capitol, but they can't find the person who dropped the pipe bombs out in front of the Capitol building. We're going to dive into that and a whole bunch more when we come back from break. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris, filling in for Harrison Smith on the American Journal. Don't go anywhere. We've got more from where that came from.
1: it on air 29 plus years and I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that I'm about to say here on air right now is the most important thing I've ever broken down and I go through life seeing the average people out there even our better people that are somewhat awake not realizing that what we're covering what we're getting into isn't some side issue isn't the central issue it's everything the future of our species together And I've studied the globalists and how they operate for more than 35 years. And I read their documents, that they'd written in the 50s and as I've said many times, they got their plan done by the 70s. And then I saw their plan in the 70s for the 90s and they got that done. Then I saw their plan in the 90s for the 2000s, here we are. And now we have front row seats to global government population going to collapse civilization, and privately, I know
5: basically all the
1: top people that are resisting it. And they're getting closer and closer to coming completely out with the truth, but that's a day late and a dollar short. They got to go
5: public now with all this,
1: because there's not a lot of time left.
5: Greetings, my stupid American friends. We interrupt this program with Obama, I mean Biden's, internet kill switch to let you all know you are seeing illegal information. Uh -uh -uh. Uh -uh -uh. We are surveilling and censoring and working with our good friends in Big Tech to make sure that none of you are able to stop the final phases of collapsing the Western world, namely America. We take your children, your borders, your freedom. We resume it so Our information operation against you pathetic Americans ah, has gone quite well. That's right. We outlaw TikTok in our country, but we use it to demoralize you here. In China, we teach families and strength and hard work. But what we do to you, well, you know what we've done to you. Because this is proof of how... China is making all of us
3: dumber with TikTok. I mean, just take a look at these videos and you'll see a suspicious difference between the TikTok we know versus China's version of TikTok Douyin. Because while our version of TikTok is being fed with just more of this and this, well, the people of China only get served more of this, teachers in classrooms, science experiments for kids, showcasing architecture and technology, even sports. You can easily say that this is just because of cultural differences, but let me remind you, TikTok's
5: parent company, ByteDance, is Chinese. But isn't it true that you let us do it? Only watch CNN and do what Biden, Joe Biden, tells you to do. But whatever you do... Do not go to InfoWorldStore.com and get new book, The Great Awakening. Awakening is not good. Stay asleep and die. <laughs> and whatever you do, do not get a fundraiser signed copy. That might keep them on the air. It will demoralize people greatly once we have shut down Alex Jones. Do not awaken. Do not read Alex Jones' book, The Great Awakening. Do not get it, InfoWorldStore.com.
2: you're tuned in to the american journal with your host kriston harris
0: It's no lie that our government has been involved in many the operations throughout history, whether it's Operation Northwoods or Operation Moxford, or just collecting metadata under the Patriot Act. Our government's involved in dismantling our Constitution, and it's always for your safety. Everything they do is for your safety, and the question of January 6th and what it really was is becoming clearer and clearer, and many of us thought from the get-go including myself, that this whole debacle January 6th was a giant government honeypot, one used to go after political adversaries and weaponize the government agencies to go after internet influencers and people who are social engineering the public for an ideology of freedom, liberty, against child trafficking, and who question the official narrative, the ultimate, Targeting of thought crime and pre-crime and the idea that people out there who have these ideologies are a danger to society. So we've now learned that it was an off-duty law enforcement officer that identified the pipe bomb on January 6th in front of the RNC. And then they went and conveniently found one in front of the DNC. Buildings, and the question still remains: Well, who dropped the pipe bomb? Because you think about it, from the get-go, that has been the mystery that no one's been able to solve. And why it's important, and is as follow: Because it was that individual who dropped the pipe bomb that gave them justification to do everything from barricading themselves inside the Capitol building to bringing out the bike racks and heightened security across Capitol Hill. And I'm not justifying some of the acts by some of the people that attended and broke windows, amongst other things. In fact, we don't know who some of those individuals are. Some of those individuals are getting off scot-free.
3: But what I am questioning is whether or not they were foul players, if that there were...
0: Adversarial activists there filming, encouraging influencers
3: to commit crimes, and the ones dumb enough to do it got arrested. But
0: all throughout history, activists have occupied session. And in this case, why would it be any different? We see Code Pink barge into congressional sessions. Anti-drone effort, Medea Benjamin, anti-war effort by Medea Benjamin and Code Pink. Not that I agree with everything Code Pink does, but they're allowed to go and barge in and BLM is allowed to barge in and you have a bunch of activists that want to postpone the ceiling of the election of 2020 and they lock themselves in and barricade themselves in the congressional hall, the Capitol Hill. And protesters start banging on the door. I wonder what would have happened if they would have just allowed all the press, uh, 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 all the protesters or rally go- goers to just occupy the Capitol building. They did leave them in. They just unlocked the door in many cases and examples. And I'm not saying some people didn't break windows and crawled through windows, but we've seen videos of law enforcement officers just opening the doors and ushering in protesters into the building. What would have most likely happened is they would have postponed the vote to a different day when all the protests wouldn't have been happening or wouldn't have been there and it would have been sealed anyways. When I was there covering the vent from outside the Capitol building, after Ashley Babbitt was shot, people were enraged. After years and years of being programmed that when an unarmed person is shot by law enforcement, the answer is, burn your city down. Unfortunately, there is plenty of sheep available that day on January 6th. Who are programmed by TVs that when law enforcement shoots somebody like George or murders somebody like George Floyd, people went and burnt down the third precinct. When Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back here in Wisconsin, people went and burnt down churches and buildings and car lots and everything else. And Americans are programmed that's what happens. As word spread, there was two things that were being spreaded friend via telephone or word of mouth. One was that an unarmed police officer, or excuse me, an unarmed female shot by a police officer inside the Capitol building. And the other was, it was heard over the walkie-talkies that he was given the right to open fire. Whether or not that is true, that is what the word on the street was. And somebody said that it came from Nancy Pelosi that that was the word over the walkie-talkies. Whether or not that's true, I cannot confirm. I did not hear it. But that was what was being spread all throughout the Capitol on that day. And it's funny, nobody wants to talk about who was in charge of the Capitol police that day.
3: And it's interesting, because I think it was Jack Procevic, who posted a
0: meme that said that Donald Trump now got the media to admit that Nancy Pelosi was in charge of Capitol Police that day, because that's who that's who was in charge. And those rumors were coming out immediately. So of course, Nancy Pelosi would want nothing to do with what happened that day at the Capitol. We were lied to about law enforcement officers dying at the Capitol that day. No law enforcement officers died at the Capitol
3: on January 6th. Just protesters and rally-goers. That information and
0: misinformation around January 6th is right up there with just about every other protest we've seen. Kenosha unrest misinformation. The Independent was saying that Kyle Rittenhouse shot three African Americans. That wasn't true. That he came across the border with his rifle with his gun. That wasn't true. All of a sudden, the left cares about borders, huh? Just not the ones at the southern borders. goes on and on and on and on. The misinformation a propaganda to program the public to have his official narrative and get them to sway their vote. And the reason why they're keeping January 6th alive and the reason why they need January 6th to be there because they need you to remember that, to go out and vote. To get the left motivated to go out and vote. And I can guarantee you, they're trying to use it as a calling card. And they don't care by what means they need to But if they can stay in power and push this globalist
3: New World Order agenda, they will do it by any means necessary. So, when we come back from break, there's
0: an article we want to talk about. We're going to be talking about how the FBI blocked an interview with an ex government official who is the suspect in the January 6th pipe bomb case. That's right. They got somebody. They were able to identify him, but the feds have blocked him from being interviewed, says an FBI whistleblower. So now we may know who the pipe bomber was, and it looks like former government official. Let that sink in. We'll be back. After these messages from our sponsors, you're listening to the American Journal. I'm Kriston T. Harris. The rundownlive.com, Waukee's independent news talk radio.
1: Two words, nitric boost. Ladies and gentlemen, This product, without us even promoting it, has become one of our top three because people get it and it blows them away. The health, the energy, the immune system, the bedroom department, what it does with the vasodilation alone, not to mention the immune system, exercise performance, you name it, is incredible. And the product is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. Secure your bottle now of Nitric Boost at Infowarstore.com. And it funds the Infowar, which is an added bonus. Nitric Boost, Nitric Boost, 40% off, in stock, ready to ship. Infowarstore.com, Nitric Boost. Thank you all for your support, and you need this product. I was recently on the air in a two and a half plus hour interview with Elon Musk. He was talking about the globalist plan to depopulate and destroy our families and destroy civilization i said what do we call it elon he said i don't know i said what about team humanity what would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future just team humanity yeah team humanity absolutely he said yeah let's call it team humanity well i had the idea then to make the shirt we've got two different limited edition variants of it team Humanity, And it's got the image of the nuclear family, Team Humanity, Infowars.com, 1776. 1776 worldwide. On the back, it says Team Humanity. This is a great conversation starter. It's a great way to discuss Team Humanity versus the globalist. We get obsessed with sports and all these different groups to distract and divert us and make us tribal. But aren't we really just humanity and a pro-human future versus the globalist and you will eat the bugs and their deindustrialization program? You will eat... If you stand against the open borders, the end of sovereignty and the transgenderism and the New World Order and the technocracy and and hearing that the age of humanity is over, then you are on Team Humanity get the limited edition shirts now at Infowarstore.com. It's a great conversation starter. You'll have amazing things develop, I predict, if you wear it out in public. And it keeps the show on the air. It's a fundraiser. So the only way this fails is if you don't go to Infowarstore.com and get your Team Humanity shirt right now. And it's not the only limited edition shirt we just put out. We just put out one more. And that shirt is incredible. My own new design a red white and blue gadston rattlesnake flag 1776 it's got the infowars flag it's got the american flag it's got the establishment of infowars this is a great shirt to identify yourself as a patriot with others and to link up with other folks and to let the leftist and the globalists know we're on the ground and we are powerful so both the new 1776 gadston flag shirt and the two different variants of team humanity shirts limited editions for a limited time at infowars WarStore.com. You get the new 1776 Gadsden shirt, red, white, and blue, original design, and get the new Team Humanity shirts. And I thank you all for your support because you are on Team Humanity. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get amazing products like Next Level Foundational Energy. If don't have time to tell you about it. Just go research it. It is incredible. Just get it and you will be amazed. And then at least you know you're funding the operation. Get a copy of my book. That keeps me on air. Signed or unsigned, Fundraisers is a signed copy. The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next renaissance. Infowarscore.com or 888-253-3139.
0: the left planning to film activists on january 6th we know that they went there and filmed activists on january 6th and we know that they went in and turned the videos into the fbi many of those activists ended up on the feds wanted list of more information we now know that tradition hunters who were used to go and identify these extremists and much form and shape were uh, affiliated with groups like Antifa and BLM. And we know that they got their directive from Western intelligence agency, Bellingcat. And now we're finding out that a undercover law enforcement officer identified a fake pipe bomb, said it was a real pipe bomb. And now we have an article on Infowars right now that the FBI blocked an interview of an ex-government official suspect in the January 6th pipe bombing case. Now. Before we dive into this, I want to say, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this January 6th thing. Are you buying this? Were you there on January 6th? Give us a call. one 789 2539 789 2539 And I want to know how you feel this will be looked at in 10, 20 years. What are we going to find out? What's your feelings on the subject? And... What information, if you have any, on January 6 you might have that you'd like to share with us? But while we're waiting for your calls, I wanted to dive into this article that's available on Infowars by Jamie White. Make sure you guys go share this live video, uh, this live feed, as well as share this article on your Twitter and all the different social media platforms out there. The FBI blocked a surveillance team investigating the January 6th pipe bomb incident from interviewing the suspect tied to the case a former FBI agent claimed. So why
3: would the feds not want the main suspect in a pipe bombing incident in front of Capitol Hill, which was used
0: as justification to barricade everyone inside the Capitol building, to create much alarm, to lock down the Capitol building, create a lot of ruckus and fear and give justification to open fire on an unarmed female like Ashley Babbitt. Later inspiring many people to be enraged and commit even more damage to the Capitol building while putting their very own law enforcement officers under distress. We're posed with quite a quagmire here. So an individual that was caught on the security cameras, placing a pair of fake pipe bombs outside the Republican-Democrat National
3: Committee buildings in D.C. the night before, was not allowed to be questioned. But what we do know
0: is both the car and fare card were in the name of a retired Air Force chief master sergeant who is now working as a coordinator and contractor, excuse me, not coordinator, maybe, contractor, and he has security clearance. So why is it that a former Air Force chief master
3: sergeant who's working as a contractor and has security clearance Cannot be questioned for dropping off pipe bombs in front of the Capitol building.
0: Well, what it looks like to me is that this whole thing was hatched and planned behind doors by an intelligence agency and some kind of think tank. Just like that New York Post article said at one point was titled 17 and 21 terrorist plots hatched by the FBI, planned, formulated, developed, created. All they had to do is find the actors willing to act. And just like Kabuki theater, develop some kind of play or theater or movie used to social engineer and go after adversarial political activists Don't that don't fit in the official globalist New World Order narrative. Intelligence aid agencies, somewhere along the line, probably tipped off some of these activist leaders and said, hey, we should put together a website of all the influencers on the right and in the center and centric. And then we should go film them and turn that info in to the feds and see if we can get them to do something dumb and get them arrested.
3: Legal? Sure. Legitimate? Probably not. Why couldn't it be that simple? The feds are always
0: working along with these extremist groups, heads of the KKK, the heads of the Black Panthers, all informants. Found out even Prowl Boy members were informants for the feds. Why wouldn't BLM or some of these far leftists that are in charge of Antifa be informants for the feds? sitting down conjuring up ideas of how they could help the feds go after these extremists that might potentially cause some kind of damage or problems in the future. And that's exactly how they do it. Would these QA Nana extremists actually attack the Capitol if they think that the government is trafficking children? Which, uh, you know, Operation Flickr and, and talk about the Finder's cult and all this interesting stuff when we talk about that. Jeffrey Epstein. I was a key reporter in the Glay Maxwell-Jeffrey Epstein trial. Only reporter there every day for five weeks. Released the stenographer's witness testimonies when nobody else would. Some broke-ass journalist out of Milwaukee
3: did that. Not CNN or Fox. Why
0: couldn't they conjure up this plan and just find the actors and then go ahead and try to wish for the best and see what happened on January 6th? The little push and little directive, identify people with megaphones, because the people with megaphones are always the leaders. People who are encouraging violence. People who think that that's a revolution when it was all really a federal sting operation. By the way, where did this non nonsense all come from? That smells like a government honeypot as well. I'm not saying that you shouldn't care about child trafficking. I'm just saying where did it come from, and I'm going to tell you where it came from. It came from the censorship as a result of censoring all the media due to Russian collusion. They got rid of all the gatekeepers of fake news, the Alex Joneses. The Rundown Live, the Free Thought Project, the anti-media, all the independent media that was working together like a well-oiled machine where over 60% of people out there got their news from, and they banned them. So people went to 4chan and 8chan and got their news from some kind of bread bakers that took breadcrumbs and put together some bogus conspiracy to rile up a bunch of people, and it smelled like a Fed operation from the get-go. There's even people out there admitting that it was being developed and made to identify extremists. And that's exactly what it did. January 6th was the endgame. And so many people fell for it. Now, when there's real trafficking issues, guess what they're painting those individuals
3: as? Uh, You know. That being said, January
0: 6th is a wild thing, and we're going to get to your calls when we come back from commercial break at the top of the hour. I want you guys to think about January 6th and remember that not everything is always what it seems, but the the fact that you can't ask one of the key suspects in the pipe bombing, which was basically the first domino on January 5th, allow the government to barricade themselves in and make everyone a criminal that crossed a bike rack. In fact, the bike racks were probably gone before most people like me even got there. And then you're going to use it as justification to hand out tickets and break down people's doors and throw them on the ground and arrest them in front of their kids because they trespassed? You couldn't just mail them a ticket? No, you're going to waste taxpayer money being thugs and throwing people on the ground over a bogus sting operation that probably or may not even happen have happened. It wasn't helped along potentially by the feds. Is all a legend. Just that more data that comes out, the more I'm thinking that this was a giant honeypot. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris. You're listening to the American Journal. We'll be back after this message from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. Share that live link. Give us a call. one 789 2539 Call on it.
1: It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the Info War. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off Info war store.